Welcome to the 47th Ornithology Podcast. My name is Fiona Tatton and I'll be your host. Ornithology is a digital magazine and professional community powered by female energy and ingenuity. We champion equal recognition and reward for everyone, sharing opportunities, ideas and a deep pool of collective wisdom, supporting each other to be unstoppable. In this episode, we will be celebrating Black History Month and I will be chatting with Saliam Delacasta, who is Chief Identity Hacker at mentorship and learning platform Gleek, which is about to launch a world-leading blockchain-based marketplace where you can bid for access to expert wisdom. Salian also discusses taking part in the second volume of The Voices in the Shadow, a collection of stories from incredible black women who impacted the tech industry. Salian also reflects on Black History Month, and what this has to teach each and every one of us. Inesh Santos is back from her holidays and she'll be talking you through the new stories in the written issue once again. A quick reminder that you sign up for the Womanthology newsletter by filling in your details on the front page of our website. That's womanthology.co.uk. You can also join our LinkedIn community by visiting linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash womanthology and find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome to the Womanthology podcast. We have Sally-Ann Delacasa and she is Chief Identity Hacker at Gleek. Sally-Ann, how are you? Hello, how are you? And happy Friday to you. Likewise, always good to chat on a Friday, isn't it? Welcome to the Womanthology podcast. We're very excited to hear from you today. I have been very excited about this also. I can't wait to share all kinds of exciting stuff with your audience. Well, I've got so many questions. I'm probably going to geek out. So forgive me if I geek out too much. I'm going to start by asking you, Sally-Ann, if you could tell us about your educational background and career to date. Oh, wow. It's been a zag. I wish I could tell you it's a straight line. I am what I like to call a restart. I'm on the third version of my life and career. And I think if you're living big and tall and wide, there's going to be several versions of that. My background, I originally came from the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago, was brought up and educated in Europe, Switzerland. I'm a nerd. So when you said geek out, you probably have the right person. I had like five degrees by the time I was 21. I have a doctorate in law. I love learning. Started in law. So that was, you know, career number one. Did that to please my parents and then realized that felt like taking darts and sticking it in my forehead every day on my way to work. It was just god awful. And then found a little bit of my courage when I turned 30 to ask, who am I and why am I here? And I think very few of us ever stop and do that. And I had the privilege of being able to do that. It was my biggest act of courage and stepped down and decided my whole life, I just enjoyed teaching and I enjoyed mentoring. So I created a foundation. It's called the Growing Leaders Foundation. So version two of my life was in the Caribbean where I empowered at government schools, youth jails, the most at risk with human skills or you know work-ready transferable skills, things like critical thinking, judgment and decision-making, financial literacy, entrepreneurship entrepreneurship, you know, I had the privilege of doing that. And then that led me into Gleek. So Gleek does what the foundation does, but just using data science and tech. You know, I'm a little bit dangerous as a woman in tech, like on a mission. So this is version three of me. Wow. And you've got the best job title of anybody that I think I've ever spoken to. I know. <laughs> so hold on. It's like a double-edged sword, right? It's kind of like your greatest strengths is your greatest weakness. So I'll tell you the title, Chief Identity Hacker. So people automatically assume 
hacker is something bad. And that happens with my big corporate clients. So I've literally had big corporates clients go, can you explain to me, please, this hacker thing in your title? And when you think about what it is a hacker does, a hacker is someone who gets below the surface of what is seen and sees not only the floors and gaps, but the strengths. And that's actually what my entire platform does. It gets beyond the surface of human beings. All the ornaments we show about ourselves. I have a title from here. I I went to Harvard. I have all of this experience. And it actually starts looking at the things that we cannot see. You know what? How really creative is Fiona and how great is she in communication and collaboration and so chief identity hacker you know our true identity if I were to ask you who are the people in your life that you know you've come across that were absolutely amazing and you name them and if I asked you why it would not be because of their hard skills and their degrees and how much they have in the bank. It would be something to do with how they think, how they made you feel. And these are all transferable human skills. And that's why I'm chief identity hacker. That's my job. I love it. And so you're working on something that sounds very exciting called Lovely Humans. Could you tell us a bit about that? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really exciting. So first I'll tell you about the word lovely humans and why this project came up. For everyone listening, I'm launching the first ever marketplace that is tokenizing through NFT technology wisdom. NFTs being non-fungible tokens. Am I saying that right? That's correct. And let me give your listeners a secret about NFTs. What NFTs are, Fiona, just for your audience, it's really simple. An NFT is just code, just like how you have JavaScript and you have C++. NFT is just code that connects something to blockchain. And the reason why you want to connect something to blockchain, for those who don't know what blockchain is, blockchain is like, you know, imagine your notebook that you write notes in. It's like the perfect notebook where you cannot cancel anything on any page or you can't rip out any page. So if you have that explanation, NFT is how I hook things. And now you opened up your mind. Oh, you're going to ask, can I hook a video? Can I hook a conversation? Can I hook a product? Can I hook, right? Because if I'm saying you can hook things onto blockchain, you immediately start thinking, okay, what are all the things I can hook onto blockchain? And then the second thing you're like, okay, well, blockchain means it's permanent. What are the things I want to hook that might be permanent? So now you start thinking, okay, well, you know what? Maybe for us, wisdom human ingenuity, conversations, what makes us like, think about that. That's our, that's our preservation against automation. And nobody is really actually looking at that. What makes us uniquely us. The other things that you hook onto blockchain money, right? Because, you know, you want to have this tracker. So that's why we have cryptocurrency based on blockchain. Things like title of real estate, your home, and even title of art, right? Tracking the art. So it's not really the art that's the NFT. It's the tracking of the title that really you want to have on blockchain because you're like, yeah, I want to know if I'm buying a Picasso, it's a real Picasso, right? Like it's in the chain of the provenance of this art. So if you look globally, art always is the first mover. So actually it's a revolution, NFTs and the technology because art led the way. So Fiona, yes, I'm up to launching the world's first super exciting 25 NFTs of the world's leading experts in four areas, fintech, sustainability, metaverse, and data. And then I have one called Wildcard, which I will share with everyone. And you get five hours of their time during a year. And those five hours of the time, you can tokenize that 
and even make that into another NFT that you put back out on the market. So it's really a beautiful project. I love that. You started out as a lawyer. So I worked in the legal sector, not as a lawyer myself, but continuing professional development is a massive thing in the professional services sector. So this way of capturing everything in this perfect way is so clever. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even for an individual. I want you to think about governments or innovation centers. Actually, our buyers of these NFTs are going to be businesses. So if you were going to go to a consultant, think about that to help you solve a problem to innovate, like think about the big things. I want to open up a digital bank. How do I do that? Most people don't know. I want my country to get to net zero. How do you go about doing that? There are all of these problems at a single person level or at a innovation center level or at a global level. If you went to a consultant for a piece of strategy on what to do, not actually giving you the people, charge anywhere from half a million to a million dollars. If you were to hire a senior consultant for the day, it's over $25,000. And that's not actually solving it. I'm giving you access to the brightest minds in the world who can actually tell you, who can actually even partner with you to solve it. So it's like a treasure trove. Absolutely. And when you think about who I have in there, I'll give you some examples. I have Tom Furness, who is the original inventor of VR. I have the president of Cleveland Clinic. I have a rocket scientist. I have the smartest data expert out of India. He's the smartest 1%. I have Bell Labs, Dr. Patrick Hussein with 40 plus patents. In my wildcard section, I have Saudi's first race car driver. So just think of the array of individuals. Some of our biggest problems and biggest innovations are going to come from cross-domain experts, not people. So if I want to solve a fintech issue, it might not just be with a fintech expert. I will need also a data expert. I might need a blockchain expert. I might need a metaverse expert. So the ability to tap them in this closed community really is breathtaking. So I suppose getting non-technical people's heads around the potential and possibility here must be one of the greatest challenges. Think about this in the Web2 space. There are many experts, communities that exist out there. The reason you go to a consultant is for an expert. There's like GLG, which is an expert community. Garner is an expert community, right? So in the Web2 world, we have expert communities. And we can go and say, I'm looking to book this type of expert. When it comes to government and innovation centers, they mostly hire consultants, you know, the McKinsey's, the Accenture's, the BCG's of the world. So it exists in the web two world. The question I get more is how is this different than if I were to go and tap that expert in the web two world through an NFT? And, you know, the difference is really in the technology of the NFT, the smart contract. So if right now you were to have a conversation with an expert one-on-one, The IP of that, you guys cannot monetize that. It's not on blockchain where you can just put it back out there. If you both decided you wanted to create a project out of that together, there is providence, just like art of, oh, this project resulted from that particular, and you can monetize that, right? That's the whole democratizing Web3 of where everyone really can be included in this. Then the actual NFT of the artwork, this is really cool. We have this amazing artist, uh, Seon Thompson, who did these NFTs of the image of the experts. And as you consume the time, you get to customize and bling up the image. And all of our experts have a virtual museum of their life's work. And all of that is going to be built into a metaverse. So it's going to be the first museum of wisdom of the best experts in the world. And you get to be part of that community as a buyer. So if you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with, we're upping your game completely as to who now you will be 
in community with at events at all the things that might be happening so there's a lot there Fiona Wow, it's phenomenal. It's so exciting what you're doing. So you're based out in Dubai. I've had the good fortune to go once before, but it's an amazing place. How is that helping you in your mission to innovate? Why is it a good place for you to be working? I'm a female sole founder in tech, originally, as I said, Caribbean and Canada. And people are often surprised when they hear I'm in Dubai. They're like, why are you in Dubai? And I have to tell you, this country has been absolutely amazing to me. My technology just powered the World Fair, 22 million users. I would have never had that opportunity anywhere else at a government level. My startup was selected by Hub71, which is a government entity with SoftBank. They give us uh, apartments for any of our employees coming in from anywhere in the world, visas, health insurance, all kinds of opportunities are available. And you have to think about where Dubai is positioned. My tech team sits in Bangalore. It's just three hours away. I can get to Europe in four hours. I can get to Africa in four hours. Egress is really easy. And in the Web3 space, make no mistake, this NFT space, Dubai will be one of the hubs in the world. They recently just announced instead of gross national profit, they're going to tap their gross metaverse. So they're heavily set up to take advantage of this space and they're so agile. So I think I'm in the right spot at the right time for what I'm doing. One of the things about the business that many people miss that I would love to share is our Web3 business leak. One of the things that we do with all of this information that we build through the conversations of NFTs, through the Gleek app, through our SaaS system is we're building the largest data lake of human behavior that can eventually power AI. So think about FICO credit score, how it's agile and it's constantly moving your credit score. We're doing that same thing for human behavior. And it's really important work because we're going to be building knowledge graphs. And this is what my patent is on that will eventually be able to power nations and power systems of going, what makes us uniquely human? Because nobody's really looking at that in a dynamic way. And it's not off of social media. You get that who we are is when nobody's looking. It's not what we put on our social, who we are is not taking a psychometric test. We're not one thing at all times. Who we are is this flow and we're constantly evolving and shifting and we are capturing all of this through our different products. And NFTs for us is just one of our products where we're actually capturing this information. Just imagine the questions. People think it's the answers of the experts. It's the questions that they will ask. That's what actually makes an expert because they know what questions to ask. So being able to capture all of this these are the things we want to sit on blockchain. This is what we want to tokenize about our existence, our ingenuity, and how we truly think as rational and irrational human beings. So this is our real work, Fiona. You know, this is the long-term moonshot big work we're doing below all of the bling that you see, whether it's through our NFTs and our product and everything else. Well, we really look forward to following everything because it's incredibly exciting. So keep doing what you're doing is what I'm going to Thank say. Thank you so much. It is hard as hell. Let me just say that. Now, you recently took part in a project called The Voices in the Shadow, and it was actually the second volume. Could you tell us about the project and how you got involved in that? So we did speak with Flavilla this time last year, who was one of the people who set that up. So we spoke with her. For people who maybe missed that, could you give us a bit of an overview of what the project's all about? Absolutely. So the project culminates with an event and the book that gets launched at the end 
live this month in London. And what I loved about the project is that it's showcasing women of color in tech. And it's important because it shortens the distance for others. And we don't realize how significant that is. So if I can see others who look like me and who might have some similarities in my lineage, it all of a sudden plants a seed. In many ways, it's aligned with what we do at Lovely Humans, right? Is if I can see myself thinking just like a brilliant person, then I can do that. That's exactly what Flavilla's project does, is it allows you to share the stories of women in color. And it's not in the sharing of the stories that's more important. It's actually the impact of that to the ones who are coming up alongside us, behind us, who will leapfrog ahead because they somehow can shorten the distance with that story going, oh, I can do that better. And that's what you're hoping for, right? So you're kind of like tech all stars, really. I wouldn't call it that, but sure, that sounds really good. I'll go with it. <laughs> you know, my journey in tech, Fiona, and I want to share this to the women who are listening, who have already had a length and breadth of a career. I bumped into tech five years ago. I do not come with a tech background at all. I've had a full career. I think I shared this with you as an attorney. I have five degrees. I've always been in people development. And I took on the role as head of people for Karim. It was a ride-hailing app that was acquired by Uber for $3.1 And it was my first exposure to being around tech and using data scientists just out of pure curiosity and learning, going, oh, I wonder what these patterns would show. Interestingly, the two founders of that company were ex-consultants, McKinsey. And it just opened up my eyes to go, wait a minute, you don't actually have to come from tech to build and raise a unicorn. They, they were the first unicorn out of the region. I ran off and went to Harvard and built my algorithm and people laugh at me like, you have an algorithm and a patent and I don't come with applied math. I'm like, yep, a teacher, which is how I consider myself. You know, I'm like, anyone can build an algorithm. And bumping my nose in terms of building a tech team, I have my own tech team that I've built. It was so difficult because you speak a completely different language. But after bumping my nose after a couple of years, I can truly tell you that I have the most incredible tech team. And the guys are so afraid I'm going to learn how to code and start checking code. It's just absolutely beautiful that I could take the concept and all the things that I was doing offline. And to be able to build that and truly build a tech company with innovation and patents, and I'm doing this not in my 20s. So I want to share this, you know, if I can do it, anybody can do this. Well, that cheers me up, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's Black History Month at the moment in the UK. So that's coinciding with Absolutely. the launch of the, of the project. Why is it so important for us to mark this? You know what? I love that you asked this question. And I just came back from Mykonos, Greece for an event two days ago. And at that event, we have, and I'm going to mention her name, we had the Queen of Congo there. And interestingly, she got up in front of the audience and, you know, very beautifully expressed to all of us, every single one of us has origins from Africa every single one of us. And she then went on to explain about some of the greatest inventions in the world and how the heritage and history of the provenance of the African people, which is all of us, I think it doesn't matter color of skin. That's our provenance. So if, if our, our evolution as humans were tracked on blockchain, all of us would find a place on blockchain where we all came from Africa, right? Every single one of us. And it was just so beautiful of her 
standing up and reminding all of us, we were 48 countries in that room, all looking differently, all different color, texture, hair, skin, reminding us of all of that. And she showed us how villages in Africa was set up and how it's actually attached to the binary codes and how everything is so scientific. And we just miss the true beauty of that continent that in many ways we affiliate the continent with our history of Black History Month. So it reminded me that's part of my journey also, right? So it was really a beautiful reminder and what a privilege to be a part of this book and this whole movement that Plavilla has set up. And as I said, it includes all of us. None of us are excluded from being in the book, celebrating Black History Month. It's in all of us. I absolutely love that. And who are your role models from history and why? Mm, Who are my role models from history and why? I think it shifts and changes to where I am in my life. So in my earlier years, coming from an island, Trinidad and Tobago, my aunt, Dr. Linda Babulal, was the first president of my country, speaker of the Senate. She was a doctor with five children while she was doing all of this. And I didn't realize women can have it all, not at the same time, but you can have it all. And what an empowered woman looked like was very important, I think, for me to see in action at a very young age. I think many women, particularly from developing countries, don't have access to that. So you can see what it looks like in foreign places, but you don't see what it's like closer to you now. Let's fast forward to now. In terms of people in history that I really, truly admire, it would be the great startup founders, whether it be the difficult Steve Jobs of the world. And it's just because now I'm standing in their shoes of knowing how darn hard it is to hold on to innovation and creating and at the same time manage investors and scale a company. Every single day is waking up one in courage. And one in fear going, holy crap, what did I get myself into? So Fiona, at this point, it would be our great startup founders. And the one that always comes to mind is Steve Jobs. I mean, look at what he built and look at what he left us. Well, will you be one of my role models? Because listening to you talking and just hearing your enthusiasm and all the potential for the idea as well, it's just, it's really inspiring me. So be one of my role models. Will that be okay? (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. It's a scorecard, right? Also, in some days, I'm more than willing to accept it. Being your own model and being a role model is like a tennis match. So one day you might be mine and I might be yours. And that's how we up our game, right? So I'm in it if you're in it like that. Absolutely. That sounds like a deal to me. (laughs) And Sally-Ann, what is coming up next for you? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? And it can be anything. It can be in work. It can be out of work. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. So in work, October 15th is when my NFTs drop for a week. I'm really looking forward to being the first person in the world to drop a NFT on wisdom and have it be sold out and have the entire world talking about it. You know, we've worked so hard. And when you have people give you their most valuable thing, which is their reputation and time, and that's actually what people are saying, I'm I'm giving you that go out there and blow it out and do something, you know, it's such a privilege. So excited about that, kind of nervous also, Fiona. And on a personal level, I'm really looking forward to, I'm a nature, I'm an island girl, like a nature girl. So I'm really looking forward to sometime between now and the end of the year to have some quiet time where I can just hug trees and dance in the rain. That would be kind of lovely for my soul. (laughs) 
if I can have like that, that would be awesome. An absolute pleasure chatting with you. So can I just say, can we keep in touch with you? Can we follow your progress? Please do. And for any of your listeners, I'm on LinkedIn. Any part of my story can help in any way. Just pop a question. As women, we have to use our hands to uplift each other. And if I can shorten the distance for anyone in any way on the journey of being a female in tech, I'm all for it. So thank you so much for having me, Fiona. Absolute privilege. Well, it's been the greatest of pleasure. So thank you so much, Alian Delacanza. Hello, my name is Inês Santos. I am the Associate Editor of Womanology, and I am here to tell you all about our new issue, which celebrates Black History Month. The stories include Charlotte Edgeworth, Director of Diversity, Inclusion and Social Impact at Sony Music Entertainment UK, talks us through the work being done in the company to champion social justice. This includes ensuring all employees can thrive, as well as prioritizing transparency and support for all music creators in all aspects of their development. She also discusses events taking place at Sony Music UK and beyond to mark Black History Month, celebrating contributions and sharing stories of black Britons. Stephanie Boyce, president of the Law Society, shares how she's used her platform as the first person of color to become president of the Law Society to support this year's theme for Black History Month, Time for Change, Action, Not Words. She emphasizes that to ensure real change, allies have a key role to play in supporting the race agenda with actions, not words. Hope Primus is a senior content delivery coordinator at ITV Content Services and she discusses celebrating resilience, faith, passion and integrity through Black History Month. She also shares how black history should ideally be celebrated every day of the year. She reminds us of the importance of Black History Month to us all. Do check out our website, womanphology.co.uk, to read the full stories. And that is all for me. Sadly, that's all we have time for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, then share the link to the show on social media and also follow the show. Your feedback is really important, so please do rate and review the show in your podcast app. Join us in the next episode where we'll be meeting groundbreaking women in medicine and health. That's all for now. <laughs>